Hey girl, hey, welcome to Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pledka. Thanks for listening. On your way to the grocery store to pick up the kids, making life happen like you do every single day. You're my reason. You're my why. You're why I write in every coffee shop and park bench to remind you that who you are is who you're supposed to be. What you're doing, it matters. Hey, we're here to celebrate you. It's time to give ourselves grace and gold stars to lean in and and love ourselves. In those days, it's hard to see the masterpiece in the mess. Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Savor the moments. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Ferris Bueller. Can anyone remember what life was like before kids? Anyone? I know I surely took it all for granted. Sleep, extra money, a chicken nugget free car, traveling on a whim, smudge free windows, cute outfits that smelled like downy. It's hard to believe that used to be me. While sitting in traffic, I noticed a man in an orange Lotus sports car with stick figure decals on the back window. Instead of decals with the typical mom and dad and all the kids, this guy had a decal of him and his wife holding bags of money. I wasn't sure whether to ram his car or give him a fist bump for being smarter than the rest of us. Reeling from the Lotus guy, I passed a minivan with a bumper sticker that read, I used to be cool. I totally get this woman. I want to have coffee and share war stories with her. Continuing on, I pulled into Target, hurting four kids under the age of seven. As we entered the toy department, my five-year-old decided he wanted to touch everything he saw on aisle seven. Because of his success, his little brother thought it would be cool to push everything he saw on aisle six. Items were flying off shelves faster than I could give them the mom look. I love this superpower. In an effort to ease tension, I delegated pushing the cart with the baby inside to my oldest child. I grabbed two little boys' hands and gently guided them down the middle aisle, quietly threatening their lives if they touched one more item. In the corner of my eye, I observed an elderly woman slowly walking towards me. What did she want? Why is she smiling? She waltzed up and said, Honey, these are the best days of your life. I don't know about that, I quickly retorted. Yes, these are the best days. And just like that, she was gone. I didn't have time to wrestle her to the ground and say, Take it back, lady. If these were the best days, why didn't she help me with one of the four? Maybe change a diaper or feed a kid while I measured the seven-year-old for his shoe size. Now let me pause, because my first thought was not pretty. An attitude of crazy wanted to rise to the top. As I slowly regained my eyesight and my upper lip stopped twitching, I envisioned a guy hanging off the side of a helicopter, swirling through the sky, holding a bullhorn, yelling, Stephanie, don't jump! This is the best? If this is the best, then we've got a problem. Something is about to go down. 
I was hoping for, hang in there, it gets better, lie to me, if someone dangles a carrot of hope, I can keep going, but telling me this is it, we arrived at the station, these are the best days, left me exiting the store like a deflated balloon. I could have walked across the street, never seeing oncoming traffic, thinking, this is it. I've heard horror stories of rebellious teenagers. Heck, I was one myself, but hearing these are the best days left me in a state of despair. As I lay in bed in the dark hours of the night, pondering what she meant, I began to assess our life, our situation, the crazy, loud life of raising a swarm of kids so close in age. I couldn't help but laugh at the memory of my six-year-old still wearing his red dinosaur-spiked bike helmet while practicing his violin, or my four-year-old writing the words left and right on the top of his new tennis shoes with a sharpie so he wouldn't forget. If we're willing to redefine what is good in our lives, then these are the best days. If we could see our life for what it is, not the unrealistic expectations of what it could be, and if we understand that our house is going to look like seven squirrels live in it, then our mindset will change. Instead of taking things too seriously and always seeing the negative aspects, we should lighten up and think about what we would do, well, if the kids weren't here. Okay, a trip to Italy comes to mind, but for the long haul, this journey we're on, leading, guiding, and loving, this adventure eventually leads to them leaving the nest. Embrace the good, the messy, and the loud. The next time you're walking down the aisles, gaining attention from judgmental eyes, smile and whisper to yourself, these are the best days because they are mine. When I was a kid, my fondest memories were the days my little sister and I jumped off our boathouse into the lake, giggling as we ran toward the house, eating peach ice cream and dodging sprinklers on our way to the trampoline. We had so much fun, but I'm not sure when it stopped. If only I had known that was our last day, swimming and singing our favorite songs, recorded on my red 1982 tape recorder. Y'all, she was the cutest little being with blonde pigtails. She was my real-life baby doll. We stood up for one another, and we were partners in crime. It was just the two of us, and that was all we needed. And then, one day... It all stopped. Perhaps our attention turned to other things. Summer ended. We moved on. I'm not sure, but if I had known it would be our last carefree summer, I would have embraced it harder, enjoyed it more. Time waits for no one. Now my oldest is headed to college. When he was small, he loved being thrown in the air. It made him laugh uncontrollably. I think he lost weight giggling. I look back at those fond memories with laughter and sadness because I had no idea that throw number 399 would be the last toss, the last giggle. A new phase came along, and just like that, it was over. Time doesn't stop for our reflection. Life doesn't throw up a red caution flag to warn us, this child won't think you're fun or smart in 17 days. My three-year-old used to scream, a bridge, every time we crossed one. I had anxiety each time I saw a bridge, knowing he would randomly shout, A bridge! all day long as our minivan navigated through town. And then one day, as I braced myself for a drive over the canal, he didn't say a word. 
In fact, he never said a bridge ever again. That morning was the last time, and I felt sad realizing the toddler years had closed that day, and I wasn't ready. From the moment they leave the womb, our children are leaving us every day, minute by minute. They are growing up and gradually moving farther away. Make the moments count. Savor them. Did you realize when you gave your child a piggyback ride when he was seven that it would be the last time? I had no idea. Now he's in middle school and time is slipping away. No one told me it was the last time I would ever hold him. Now I'm on the floor kicking and screaming. I was robbed. I guess I could pick him up now. Of course, I might get a hernia, and he'll think I'm crazy. But we'll both remember when I picked him up last. Embrace all the moments. This could be family vacation number one hundred one of one hundred two. We just don't know. This could be the last one hundred one conversation about their childhood, laughing and crying over a life well lived under your roof as they leave for college. Life is short, so savor the moments. They say you can't see the forest for the trees. In order to gain a new perspective on the goodness I had in my life, I needed to savor the moments. I had to step away, collect my thoughts, and re-strategize. It's easy to establish a negative pattern as we get stuck in the same old routines. That's when we tend to step into busyness and hurriedness, which can distract us from savoring the goodness. Want ideas for gaining a new perspective? Here's what worked for me. I called my kids and listened to their voices on the phone. They sounded so much younger and more innocent than I remembered. Instead of negotiating and wrangling with the teens on how they feel, sometimes the best conversations would unveil themselves on a long walk, an evening by the fire pit, or conversations on the back porch swing. Believe me, making time for connection works. The urge to melt down over the slightest mishaps will fade away. Patience, understanding. And communication make way for a stronger connection. Secondly, when life comes at you full speed ahead, it's important to be your own gatekeeper. Establish boundaries and parameters. Overbooked schedules tend to bring out our worst behavior, and those closest to us are often affected the most. What affects you affects the family. Protect the nest. You're the boss. Your kids look to you as their guide. Establishing boundaries creates stability and security for them and for you. And lastly, cultivate an atmosphere that suits your family. For example, what dreams and goals do you want to accomplish together? Are you a family that loves to travel or that has a fondness for history, reading, sports, hiking, or photography? Cultivate this atmosphere. In doing so, you'll create a tie that binds. For us. We love to go motorhome camping, mountain biking, and hiking the national parks. As a family, it's created incredible bonding time, fire pit moments, and connections we'll share for years to come. Sit down with your family, discuss what type of atmosphere best fits you, and cultivate it. The days are long and the years are short. Life's clock is on a countdown. Our kids are growing up so fast. We're rushing to sports activities, and meaningful conversations are left unsaid. You skid into carpool, and the last words spoken were, "I don't have the time." Do you want to be the lyrics to Harry Chapin's song "Cats in the Cradle"? 
He reminds us that if we're too busy, one day our kids will follow in our footsteps, and they'll choose work and other interests over spending time with us. We are teaching them that time with family is ranked midway down our priority list. We're allowing distractions, technology, deadlines, and futile obligations to detour our why. The reason for it all. Embrace all the moments with your kids, big and small. One day, you'll get to pee in peace and eat the last cookie in broad daylight without sharing. People say, "Hold on to every moment because they grow up fast." It's true. One moment your kids are dragging around their favorite blankie, and the next they're driving away in the car. One morning I woke up, and amongst all the chaos of daily activity, my six-month-old baby was in second grade and politely asked me not to kiss him at the bus stop. My teenagers are so busy with sports, homework, and friends that I have to schedule myself into their calendar. Just yesterday, I was their entire world, and today. I'm only a piece of it. Finding time together is challenging. We often focus on the task at hand, frustrated by how our kids need us for everything, without realizing that in seven days they won't ask anymore. One minute they'll tell you a three-minute story that takes seventeen minutes, making you want to lose your mind. But the next, you won't be the one they make a beeline to. Don't be too quick to shoo them away. They won't always fight for a hug or give you a million kisses. It's vital to soak up all the moments, good or bad, whether it's singing in the car or crying on the floor. They are your moments. You'll look back and wish you had those times again. Of course, you won't miss the screaming in the back seat or the arguments you have with your team, but you'll miss them. You can't edit out the negatives. It's all or nothing. The whole package. I know it sounds ridiculous, but you will miss it when you have to load up the baby and take him to carpool with the older kids. It can feel exasperating, but believe me, you'll miss it. This is your future speaking. I've been on both sides of the fence, and you will. What if I can't see the good in difficult situations? You don't understand. My house is a wreck, and my day—it never ends. How can I believe these are good days if my life is full of rebellious teenagers, poopy diapers, and a kitchen that's always a mess? What if the chaos outweighs the goodness? Then you will miss the true meaning of it all. While the toddler is puking, he looks up and sees the first person to arrive on the scene with love and compassion. His mama. You're building strong connections when your teen comes home from school. Lashing out at you for being bullied and downtrodden, as the world cruelly hits them at every turn, who is right there with a shoulder to lean on? You're creating unbreakable bonds when you can't see the speck of goodness in a forest of calamity. Climb higher. Do what it takes to grab a bird's eye view. You are forming robust relationships for a lifetime. Don't be so focused on the doing, the feeding, the technical parts. That you miss the ooey gooey goodness of the journey, Ecclesiastes one two says, "Life is fleeting, like a passing mist. It's like trying to catch hold of a breath. It all vanishes like a vapor." And it's so true. Bend down and hug them. Squeeze that soft little leg and high five the littles. Insert yourself into the teen's busy schedule. 
My five-year-old reminds me, Mom, you're the best mom I ever had. It's true. I'm the one and only. And you're the only one who has the God-given privilege to do this job. So make it count. There are days when you want it to fly by. It's pure labor with the littles and critical thinking prowess with the teens. Each level has its own difficulties. Savor the moments, for this too shall pass. Follow Solomon's advice from Ecclesiastes 9, 7. Eat bread with gusto. Drink wine with a joyful heart. God takes pleasure in your pleasure. Relish life with those you love each and every day of your precarious life, for every day is a gift. Ask God for guidance. He is the answer, your North Star. When God assigns you such a great commission, He promises to be with you always to the end of the age. He will lead you, guide you, bless, and protect you. Jesus says in John fifteen five, Apart from me, you can do nothing. God knows how you feel. Lay the truth on the table. Pray for wisdom on how to proceed. Your emotions won't derail God. Do you feel despair, rage, agitation, or shame? You can't throw a curveball that the good Lord hasn't seen. In our weakness, He is strong. The devil wants us to fail, to scream, to fight with our kids and even our spouse, with chaos at every turn. Stay the course, Mama. Focus on what really matters. Life is not perfect. There are days you want to give up. The laundry, the dishes, the kids fighting, the complaints about what you made for dinner. It can all be overwhelming. Take a deep breath and listen to a song that makes you feel empowered. Scream and dance in the closet. Do whatever you need to press on and fight harder. Laugh at the craziness. Remember those nights you prayed for them before they were born? This is your moment to shine. So say it. These are the best days, for they are mine. Shauna Nyquist, author of Present Over Perfect, reminds us of the lie we tell ourselves. If you do more, you are more. Life is too fast, too full, and too busy. It's important to live life to the full and not to the busy. I couldn't agree more. Busyness does not equal importance. I repeat, busyness does not equal importance. We go, go, go until the wheels fall off, till we're exhausted to the point of no return. Do you cover up your pain by upgrading the kitchen, buying a new car, or adding another gold star to your resume? We rarely change our patterns until the threshold is maxed out and we hit rock bottom. We run ourselves ragged until we hit the wall. Perhaps you're in the middle of a divorce, fighting with a friend, dealing with health issues, pondering the point of it all. Maybe you're trying to start a business or sell a business and you've missed important events. You're too exhausted to lift another finger, contemplating, how did I get here? It's time to do the work, head to the trenches, dig up the root, and start again. It's time for a do-over or a makeover. You may feel like your life has burned to the ground, but hold on, girl. Dust yourself off and start again. It's time for a reset, to scrub down the to-do list, to learn to say no, and to focus on what's important. We need time together to create connections, to establish a legacy. If you're lucky, you have 18 summers with your children. 
That's it. Eighteen under one roof. It's time to invest in s'mores moments, game nights, and after-dinner walks. For what is your life but a mist that appears for a time and then vanishes? James four fourteen. God paired you with your family to create meaningful moments, to slow down and savor each, because it could be the last time when you're hauling littles or guiding teen hearts. What activities can you establish to assure busyness never overrides the goodness of the journey? How will you use the time to assure that right here, right now, these moments are the best days, for they are mine. Four steps to savoring the moments. Number one, list two ways you can savor life's little moments. Number two, how do you step away from the chaos to hear your inner voice? Number three, what does it look like when you reconnect with yourself? How does it feel? Number four, find space in your calendar to hear your voice, to hear God's voice. What does that look like? My prayer, Lord, help me to create slowdown moments to savor the journey. It's so easy to live in a hurried state, but in doing so, I could miss out on the best days. Show me ways to carve out breathing room to seize life and enjoy the ooey gooey goodness of the journey. In your name, Amen. So I would like to thank Mom Case. She wrote, "Stephanie shares her wisdom and insight into navigating as a Christian mother in a crazy world. She's funny and honest, and I look forward to her next episode." So hey, thanks. Here's to living your best life. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka dot com and subscribe, or grab a copy of my book "Living Your Best Life," or even download the Audible for moms on the go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk thirteen sixty every Monday at four, or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life. When you don't want the business of fall to signal the end of dinnertime exploration, try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plan so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. With sixty plus options each week, you can choose from an ever changing mix of high quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW recommended, and health conscious offerings. Get a one hundred dollar gift card plus enjoy one hundred thirty dollars off across your first six orders when you place an order by September twenty third. Visit blueapron dot com slash unique twenty twenty two.